Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast with your host, Ryan Seddon, along with Chad Viz. And introducing Dave Mann. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 57 on Thanksgiving Day. That's right, we're recording on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I am joined by Chad Viss. Greets. And Dave Mann. Never tell me the odds. Not even on Thanksgiving? No. No. Okay. So, um, so hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I, I had a good one. And uh, I appreciate Dave and Chad making themselves available on a holiday to uh, do the podcast. I'm not sure how this one will go because I'm sure... Uh, we all have bellies full of turkey and stuffing and many other things, but uh, hopefully we don't. Uh... <laughs> lots of pie. Lots, yeah. lots of pie. Hopefully we don't get too lethargic. Cause that's that's all I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> Brad's uh, like, hopefully we won't get to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hey, pull Friday, Isaac there, Ali, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, we appreciate you listening. There's a lot going on. And um, so we're just going to jump into something that I and um, Dave just mentioned it right before we got on here. Pretty pumped about and that's the latest Star Wars teaser trailer or TV spot. I don't even know what you call these things, but um, it's the last the latest one. It's called Tempt, I think. And um, we actually get to hear Ray and Luke you know, have a little more of a conversation. Um, and to me, it's definitely the most interesting thing I've seen out of any of the trailers. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same. Dave, I think you feel the same. Yeah. But, uh, Chad, I don't know if you feel the same. No, yeah. it does. It's, uh, yeah. Lots of questions. Yeah. So what we're going to do is, um, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you. It's only 30 seconds. Um, but, uh, Want you to hear what uh, Luke and Ray are talking about, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it as well. So here we go. Brought to you by Buckshot Pro. Buckshot Pro. Breathe. Now, reach out. What do you see? Light. Darkness. And something else. It's calling me. Resist it, Ray. Ready PG thirteen. There it is. You're very there interesting. it is. In all its glory. So I ask Dave and Chad what is calling out to Ray? Well, just from listening, you think about – first of all, you kind of step back just a little bit and think about what do Jedi or what do Force users see when they're – like Luke's talking to him, reaching out. Like, what do you see? She sees the dark. She sees the light. So that's the dark side and the light side, so to speak. And then she says she sees something else. So is she talking about the balance? Is she talking about – a being? Is she talking? I mean, 
it, and not only is it whatever it is is there, but it's actually calling her, and she says it in a way. Well, and Luke says that is disturbing it. to her. Yeah, and Luke says to resist and also it. To, also to Luke, and he screams at her almost like he's trying to break her yeah. out of the forced trance or whatever that she's in. For those who couldn't see it, I mean that that when I saw that when I saw Luke there, he was like literally like she's in like the little in like sitting Indian style or whatever or on her knees or something, sort of like meditating, doing the force thing, and he is literally knelt down right face to face with her, maybe a foot away from her face, screaming her name into her face. Yeah, it's it's like when your kids that are playing was Minecraft and you're trying to tell them it's dinner time. It's it's a yeah, lot like that. It's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chad, what, what, what were you your thoughts that, on what that? What do you think? Well, I don't know what you think, Brian. So here's here's my thing. So yeah, I mean, first you you kind of think, well, yeah, maybe it's this whole like middle force, the gray force deal. Um, but then he tells her to resist it, so it's like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense if it's that. So I started to think it, it might not be a um, like a side of the force or a form of the force. It it might be Snoke is is calling out to her because I remember in the um, in one of the books, Chad, that uh, you brought up before, told us about one of the aftermath ones. I think that the Emperor I thought was something was calling him. From the unknown mm-hmm. regions. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I thought of was, you know, maybe it's Snoke calling her. Maybe maybe somehow Snoke, what if, what if Snoke was like this? What if he can, like, see when someone's a Force user using the Force? You know what I mean? Like, he can... Like Professor well, X. Okay, so think about Stranger Things in Eleven. Yeah, or Professor X. But like how how she can like find people. You know, she sees somebody. She can like go in this alternate realities, so to speak, and she can go find people. What if Snoke has something like that to where he can see when somebody's tapping into the Force, and then he can like call to them. So why wouldn't? Why wouldn't that be distinguishable from her for her f- from the dark side? Why would it be I see the light side, the dark yeah. side, and something else? Unless, but, unless he's to a point where he's not using the dark side of the force exclusively, or he's figured out a way to use both sides, and that w- that's right. what makes him unique as a villain is that he's he's not strictly just a Sith, right? Because they they've said that too, mm-hmm. right? Or at least about Kylo Ren right. that he wasn't a Sith. Um, maybe he's figured a way to use it in a different way that it's unrecognizable. But then Luke probably, once she says that, she re- he realizes that because he's probably felt that also and knows who it is. He knows it's Snoke, if that's who indeed the the direction we go. So, so is that what you're... Is that what you're thinking it is, is Snoke, or are you just playing off I'm of just kind of playing off what you hypothesis. think. I For a split okay. second, well, I... Well, also... <clears throat> also, if you... Pay attention to the visuals of the trailer. They, they do tease you with visuals. Yeah. Not that Which, these are obviously not the same scenes, right? But yeah. they they flash to Snoke. What from and if we're piecing the trailers together, that seems to be the scene where he's torturing Ray 
and yeah. she's you know in that frozen state that we saw Kylo use with with some of them when he was doing that mind stuff. Um, but it did flash to him with his hand stretched out, doing something with the Force. Um, so it like kind of like makes you think, oh maybe it's Snoke that's calling her. And also like an interesting thing is they're really playing with this ba- idea of balance, you know, because in the original trailer. She says, I see the light, dark, the balance. So this is the first time we've heard her say that line, but she didn't say the balance. She said something else, and it's calling to me. So this is like the first official uh, confirmation that there's more to that conversation. It's not just that she says light, darkness, and balance. So because obviously if... If you if it, if it's not Snoke, what are the alternatives? The balance, but why would the balance be something that she should resist? Anakin. So, <clears throat> I mean, so, because it. So is that what you think, Chad? Is that I don't know what I. It's Anakin calling. Probably not, but that would be interesting. You would think though that it would be Vader. It would be the Sith version of Anakin. Uh, like, why would Anakin he, be something she should resist? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that's because the last time we saw him, what has he been doing? Unless there's something since, in the book. No, what has he been doing since he died? You know, since he became a Force ghost, we know Yoda. We know, we know Qui Gon learned things, did things. We know Obi Wan taught people, did things. So what has Anakin been doing? Has Kylo been talking to Anakin? Because I mean, he cha- he changed back to Anakin, right? That's his Force ghost was Anakin Skywalker, not Darth Vader. <clears throat> So right. what I don't know. I'm just these are probably not. I mean, it's there'd be a lot of hoops to jump through and things to do to make that happen. But that's one of the things I thought of. If you want, well, to it's try obviously that. been Skywalker heavily rumored, right? About Hayden Christensen, right? Possibly being introduced into this trilogy. Yeah, but the Snoke and idea. It sounds, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense too. Once Force Ghosts were established in the original trilogy. And you've got Obi-Wan can talk to him. Yoda can talk to him. Now, why couldn't Anakin, this whole entire time, you would think his father, who he saved and brought back and tell your sister you were right about me, would be conversing with him the whole time and talking to him and trying to keep him from making making the same mistakes he made. Yeah. So it would be a weird turn for them to not use Force Ghosts at all. Yeah. But the whole thought of it being Snoke and... You know, him trying to tell Ray don't, like, vehemently resist it and yelling, like you said, in her face. And then the visual cues of it being Snoke and then tying into the, you know, maybe he's able to use the Force in a completely new way. And Luke recognizes that because he saw it before, maybe when he was dealing with Kylo and Snoke was calling out to him, like Brian, you mentioned, and I hadn't even thought of it, that Palpatine says that something from the Unknown Regions was trying to contact him. And very much well, alluding to that being Snoke as well. Think about it this way. Now, we're missing a big chunk of the story, obviously. Mm-hmm. But how did Snoke get to Kylo in the first place? Right. Yeah. You would think it's probably a very similar way. And Luke's seen this happen before right. and does not want this to happen and to Rey. once he realizes that's who's calling out to her, it, it, it freaks him out. He tries to stop her. Yeah, that's that's good. It's intriguing for sure. I'm excited. Just uh, it'll be interesting weeks. to see just how much 
we have seen our our the characters that we know mix with Snoke in this have they all just dealt with him through Luke as a conduit or have they seen him cuz Leia references him Han references him they know who he is mm-hmm. whether they've met him or seen him physically or not is yet to be seen but they do know who he is and what he is yeah we're the only ones that don't know i mean other than like ray and some of the other characters but right you know what what if too like so what if what if that scene so i'm going to take the scene a different way you know she's reaching into the force you know i see light and dark what if snoke is searching for her and then that's you know because they're trying to find skywalker still and and her and so like he just, it just so happens that she's reaching out he's looking and then luke realizes like okay snoke's found her you know mm-hmm. i need to get her out of this trance we need to get out of here because they're, they're going to be on their way they know where I, they know where she's at which means they know where i'm at now yeah mhm that's a good point yeah. and then there's the whole there's the whole thing about going back to ground zero basically of what is this trilogy really about? We've right. got this news now that Ryan Wilson, or I would say, Ryan, when I say Rain Wilson and then Ryan Wilson, Ryan Johnson is going to do a trilogy that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers, which makes you think, okay, so is this a third trilogy making a making six movie or uh, yeah six movies or no nine movies three trilogies in one, all the same saga? Is it still a, a Skywalker thing? Is it still about trying to turn Luke? Which was what the focal point of the original three was to do. Is it possible that somehow Anakin, like... Because I never even thought about this. I mean, I've heard these rumors about who's Snoke. Oh, it's Anakin. He never really died or whatever. But now that Chad's talking about well, what's Anakin been doing since he's a Force ghost, what if somehow something happens with Anakin and he's really changed his mind again because he's still in you know just because you go one way or the other doesn't mean the conflict stops what if somehow he did go back you've got kylo who's seemingly praying to him maybe he's talking to him and we just don't we just didn't see the force ghost uh maybe is it possible that snoke could be some form of anakin trying to get back to the physical realm to try to get to luke they did that Voldemort. that'd be be crazy what if we found out he was still the bad guy he was still the ultimate Hmm. bad guy because what we are figuring out is that snoke is something way more powerful than what we've we've experienced with the emperor who was supposed to be the the biggest baddie yeah, man. So this is something brand new. If they bring Vader back or Anakin back in some form and they do it well, that's that's kind of exciting. That's kind of a cool idea that I think would blindside most people. Well, I think we'll see Anakin back as a Force ghost um, for sure, but I um, I don't I don't think we'll. I, I think they're they're trying to move away from this being about you know, Luke and, and the Skywalker story to a degree. I mean, they, in some ways it is a Skywalker story because Luke's in it. 
and Leia's in it, and they're going to have to wrap that up. But what? Um, yeah, what if this I, I think they want to move forward though. with it. Well, I think they want to move forward with this being more of like Ray's and Poe and Finn, like their their story. So that way they can they can do you know maybe twenty you know I don't know ten <laughs> years from now or twenty years from now they can go back and revisit these characters, Ray. Well, I'm just saying, I was just thinking that they announced a new trilogy and the only thing specific they said about it is it's not going to focus on the Skywalkers. It's not going to be about the Skywalkers. So what if the new trilogy is the continuation of the characters we're getting to know now after the Skywalker story is completely done? um, They said it's going to be a part of the universe we haven't seen. Um. So granted, I, I I see you know that yeah they could use Ray and just be in a different part of the galaxy. Now but Ryan I, I don't Johnson think so. is he's already commented on the fact that he's barely just started on working on what that yeah. story is going to be. Right. Well, we're gonna play we're gonna play a little uh, interview with him okay. um, in a few minutes. But uh, well, let's do this. Let's jump to the um, Entertainment Weekly story that came out. The magazine. Did you guys? I didn't get pick to. I looked for up? it and I didn't get to find I it. Have not. I didn't either. So, um, so I get the. Uh, I get it at home purely because they usually do a Star Wars story um, once every few months. Um, so the cover. There's four covers. The cover that got sent to me is the uh, the uh, Poe Dameron cover with uh, Admiral. I can't remember her name. Holdo, I think her name is. <laughs> Admiral Holdo. Um, Holdo. <laughs> yes. Hold um, I, I know that's not her name. I'll say it here again later. But uh, I think it is Holdo. Um, very, very similar. It is Holdo. Yeah. Uh, Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo. Um, boy, they should have picked a different name in light of Games of... Was that Game of Thrones? Games of Thrones. Yeah. Games of Thrones. Sorry. <laughs> Turkey. Um, tryptophan. Um, but uh, there was a, uh, there's a Luke and Leia cover, I think. There's a... Um, yeah, there's a... Uh, oh, no, there's a Kylo Ren and Rey cover. There's a uh, Finn and the new lady that's with him. What's her name? Rose. Rose. Um, and then, yeah, there's a Luke and Leia cover. But uh, I got sent the poll one so anyway um i highlighted i'm not gonna sit here and read this to you guys i would recommend picking it up but i'm gonna read um some of the things that i highlighted that i thought were interesting um and uh just kind of point those out so um the story is by anthony bresnikin he does all the last jedi stuff or all the star wars stuff for entertainment weekly but uh now i will say um these aren't necessarily spoilers, but there's a lot more info than I think they would have normally given out. So you could where you could come to some conclusions of possible spoilers. So be warned. Um, so he starts out the story of Star Wars: Last Jedi will be one of dualities of loyalties fractured and new alliances formed. Some partnerships like the ex Stormtrooper Finn. And resistance mechanic Rose could inspire valor and bravery. Others, like the separated siblings Luke Skywalker and Leia, may restore hope that's dimming in each other, while the novice force wielder Rey and dark side acolyte 
Kylo Ren could end up pushing each other astray depending on who is stronger. Hmm. So I thought that uh, that part was interesting. Here's a here's another part that kind of leads into that or uh, follows that up. This is uh, Ryan Johnson talking. He says, There's a history in Star Wars of the attraction between the light and the dark. Whether it's the story of Anakin and his seduction to the dark side, or even with Luke, Johnson says, even though you never really believe he's going to go over to the dark side, the whole revelation of I am your father has to do with Vader and this darkness that Luke thought he could just dismiss as, that's the bad guy, I don't have any of him in me. Suddenly he realizes, no, I come from him. I have quite a bit of him inside me. Hmm. So we'll stop there. That's a uh, pretty big, pretty big statement there that um, you know would lead me to believe, and I'll get you know I want your guys' thoughts that we are going to see Luke then struggle with with the dark side. I mean, would would you conclude that by that statement? <clears throat> well. I think he's also he's talking about that moment in Empire Strikes Back. You then have an entire movie that takes place after that, and then you have 30 years of time between then and when we see him at the end of The Force Awakens, and then now you've got The Last Jedi coming out. I think he was already struggling. We've talked about this all the time. He was already struggling with it in Return of the Jedi. And so I think he's been definitely been struggling with it ever since, um, knowing it's just a, it's a constant, maybe not with, maybe not as much as he was, you know, definitely in the throne room because he had two of the most powerful Siths, you know, pulling him basically to it and, and antagonizing him and, uh, you know, uh, egging him on. What's the, what's the, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think. I, I, I Coaxing think him, you know, taunting him. To, to try to get her to do it. So, and I've talked about this too, the whole thing, before Luke found out that he was his father, his fear, you know, you saw him in the Dagobah cave, and it's something that I missed when I first watched it, but when he has that Dagobah cave test, and he faces Darth Vader, at that point in time, he just knows that's Darth Vader. He doesn't know that that's his father. He just sees Darth Vader as the bad guy, and when he cuts off the head and the mask pops open, it's his face. So that's not him thinking, man, I'm, I'm afraid of becoming like my father. That's him being afraid of turning to the dark side, not even knowing that that was his father. So imagine finding out, oh, my dad, my dad already did this. This has already happened. This is in my family already. So I would think that his fear became that much closer to reality at that point, at the end of Return of the Jedi. I mean, he's... That is something that I think is definitely going to tie into these movies. He's always been afraid of being pulled to the dark side. That's something that was a, a root fear in him. That because those t those caves, those tests are supposed to what test what you're basically your kind of like face your fears type thing, right? Right. And so it you manip the force manipulates or manifests what is inside you, and you have to face that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I so see, I, I kind of took it as. Um, I kind of took it as and you're right. We don't know what's happened since Return of the Jedi. Um, you know all that that time span, what what he's faced, what he's been through. Um, but 
you know, I kind of took it as maybe sometime, you know, prior to Force Awakens, and maybe even we'll see some in The Last Jedi where he is he is really struggling with, with the dark side to where, you know, he comes, I almost think you might come to that, you, you see him come to that realization that it, it's really in him. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't know. Chad, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I it's uh, yeah, I remember some of the stories in the book, like the first time when he's trying to remember or learn how to use a force without being taught by Ben or Yoda at all yet, um, and he's you know moving his noodle, if you recall, on the table uh, when he had his first yeah. girl. They you always bring that uh, up. Yeah, you like it. Uh, the first girl that he kind of fell in love <laughs> with, um, and she ends up getting killed. Yeah. And when he's on that island, uh, and the bounty hunters are after True. them, and right as she's either just about to die or in danger or just does, he he taps into the dark side in order to kill a couple bounty hunters and like find out where they are. And he he gets angry and he uses that and he he monologue you know in his head talks about thinks, wow that was more power than I've ever felt. Um, he was able to do use the force in a way he'd never had been, but he comments on how it was like a hunger that he could tell would never ever ever be satisfied. It was it was a desire and a want for that power that it could never be filled, and it was very cold. Um, and he quickly pushed it away, but he knew, like he he commented on, man, that's he knew that was the dark side, and it, even back then, and that was after episode four he it was it was pulling at him before he even really understood what all that was so yeah it wouldn't be surprising to me if they not that because of the book but that they you know manifested or showed that struggle even more apparently to the viewer in this movie for sure all right well so we got some more this goes to uh kylo ren and ray says the scavenger and the follow one he hates her, this girl, this garbage picker, this immature who somehow drew his family lightsaber to her hand, overpowering his own bond with the Force. And yet, Adam Driver says Kylo Ren can't help but harbor an admiration for Rey. He's been aware of this ability in himself from such a young age. It, this is uh, Driver talking. He's been aware of this ability in himself from such a young age. And I don't think there are a lot of people around him who are on the same level. There's something familiar there in Ray, as well as something to be feared, or something that he can't quite place. Interesting there. So, uh, going on, he says, uh, Driver says, Kylo turned against his mother and father because he felt they cared more about the rebellion and rebuilding the Empire than they cared about him. He says... I think the idea of someone whose parents are very much devoted to the cause, that's something a lot of people could relate to, whether it be a religion or politics or business. Driver says, uh, not identifying with that cause yourself, I think can give someone a complex. He also did, says... Did it say... Did Was that a Freudian slip or did it say rebuilding the empire? Uh, about the rebellion and rebuilding after the Empire. Okay. So rebellion, rebuilding. Uh, when Rey feels rejected by Luke Skywalker, who also sees parallels 
between the power in her and the abilities of his estranged nephew, he inadvertently pushes them toward each other. Hmm. So, um, so two things there. One, I just thought as I was reading that, you know, maybe maybe Luke's experience with back to our first conversation about that trailer where she says something's calling to him. Maybe he had that same experience with Kylo. Right. Maybe Kylo, you know, was saying, hey, that something's calling me. And, and, and again, Snoke is what I think. And so Ray or uh, Luke is so worried because he knows this is Snoke. Same thing happened to Kylo, you know, and I can't let this happen again. So anyway, um, and then also, you know, where he says that uh, he inadvertently pushes them toward each other, Luke pushing Kylo and Ray toward each other. So, so yeah, I do think now in that first trailer that we saw, or one of those trailers where Kylo extends that hand, that, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely is them two. And yeah. Maybe they do uh, somehow go off together. So the question is, what are they combining forces to accomplish? Right. Is she going over to his side? Is he going over to her side? Are they forming a new, neutral side altogether? Yeah, that's that is the the question, right? That's one of the big mm-hmm. questions. Captain Planet. So that's what I started to think of when like that their powers combined. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Um. So. Nice. Sorry, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he's a director. He says, you're going to meet people who you think are going to help you, uh, and they don't. And help is also going to come from unexpected places. For Kylo, that help came from a, um, you know, I could never say this word, and I don't know why. Hmm. Malevolent place. Malevolent? Malevolent. Malevolent. Remember it, Chad? I (laughs) tried to say that like. Yeah. Some other podcast. That was terrible. It's one of those. It's a tongue twister. It's one of those words that's harder to say the more you think about it. (laughs) Well, it's because I'm reading it like male volant. Anyway. The First Order Supreme Leader Snoke, a twisted and battle-scarred alien overlord who enhanced the boy's strength with the Force uh, by nurturing his rage. Andy Serkis, who plays Snoke via motion capture, says... Uh, the demagogue recognizes the power of twos, which is why he also mentored General Hux. Um, that's the First Order commander. Part of the manipulation is playing Hux and Ren against each other. Um, Circus says, but Snoke's training of Kylo Ren is not yielding what he wants. Therefore, his anger toward Kylo is intense. He can't bear weakness in others, and so... He puts Kylo Ren through it. Ray may be a tantalizing new pupil, someone to make Kylo pick up the pace or maybe replace him. Boy, that sounds like our old friend the Emperor. Yeah. How he would always pit Vader against somebody else if you're into the comic books and mm-hmm. the, the other novels and things. I th- isn't that just Sith in general? I think it is. I think it is a trait of the. I mean, we know that the Sith. we know that there, you know, is the rule of two. But the the 
the power in two is not just a bad thing, though, because the Jedi do the same thing with the Master and the Apprentice. There's always they always go around in groups, so that seems to be a Force thing in general. Yeah, it it always comes. It must always come in pairs. Power of two. So well, that that's a thing for sure. Well, yeah, the but the Jedi the, the Jedi use that same concept. They just don't kill the other ones. The Sith believe. Only There's two. two, and there can only yeah. be two, and they kill everyone right. else. Right. The Jedi pair off into twos, mm-hmm. but there's there's many of them. There's a lot of them. Correct. And so now it's very it seems very apparent that the two here in this trilogy is going to be Kylo and Rey. Well, and I do like I like the manipulation. I like um, the idea of Hux and Kylo. We saw a little bit of that in The Force Awakens. Um, but them two kind of battling against each other. You saw that in Rogue One with Tarkin and Krennic. Um, them two battling against each other. You see more of it in the Catalyst book. Um, so I like that. There's a picture on here, too, of Snoke as a hologram, just his head. And he is, like, screaming at Hux. Um, so apparently Hux gets some big poodoo. But the other thing this also made me think of is when... You know, it says that uh, he's uh, his anger towards Kylo is intense, and he cannot bear weakness in others. Um, you know, you guys had alluded to the fact of maybe that trailer scene where we see Kylo kneeling and he sees the lightsaber. Um, you know, maybe that's when he fights those uh, those guards, and maybe Snoke six those guards on him um as a punishment and i think that 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 kind of holds to what this is saying to a degree mm-hmm. make us empathize with that character as well too if he's getting beaten like a you know a dog well here's the thing if secret agent <coughs> this is a agent. guy that killed he's not a double agent he killed his own father he killed his own father documented now um, That's what they want you to believe. And it's a beloved character, a very beloved character. So for them, if they if their goal is to have him turn to the to the light side at some point, they are going to have to make us empathize with this character somehow. And I think the only way to do that is for Snoke just to like beat this guy into the ground. I just have and to where say this, Brian. The, it's eating at me. I just have to say it. Where where we see? I just have to the, say it. I just well, have to say it, Brian. Well, Empire Strikes him. Back. Before Empire Strikes Back, it was canon that Darth Vader was not Luke's father. No. Yes. No. Yes, it was. I don't think they was. commented. I don't think there was any comment. Obi-Wan told him. Obi-Wan. It's not. Yeah, he's Vader killed your father. father. And so when so when episode four was done, the public and everything that was outward facing was the story that Darth Vader killed okay. Luke's father. Hang on. Number one, that's because Lucas changed the story know. midstream. Know. Just th- everybody <laughs> they knows that. The story of, <laughs> Number of the two, yeah, and that's why <sighs> that's why you got Luke and Leia making out in the first one because they weren't brother they and didn't sister know. at that point. They didn't know any but different. Let me say this: we did know. Hold on, we did know that Anakin Skywalker was Luke's father. We just didn't know that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. Right, but everyone that had watched the movie said Anakin is dead. He was murdered. 
There's no way Darth Vader could be Anakin. Are you Anakin? Nobody, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody this, knew Darth Vader to... was Anakin Skywalker until he said, "I, I just am your father." You're trying to use this as your point to because say it, that because, because it's a good point. Because the, the 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 general public, the mass audiences, they're not going to tell us. That Kylo's a double agent. That ruins. It's, it's just, they would guys. not tell us. This that. also, and, and then Brian's over here using the defense that Lucas didn't know what he was doing, and Brian is also the same <laughs> person that says they don't know what, epi- what, yeah, what episode nine Lucas didn't know what he is doing. all about yet. What this I'm is the same guy is, that says they don't have it all figured out yet. What I'm just saying writing is, it as Luke, they go. it's a fact that Lucas changed the story. So, okay, so hey, so right here in the same article in the last film. Kylo Ren succeeds not just in killing his father, Han Solo. Because that's right now it's canon. Believe. That's what they want us to. That's what we have to believe. You it's guys, like when I'm articles just, were written say after this. episode four, they, when they talked about how Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker, after, they wrote those things. If, if, episode, if episode nine comes out, or ep- I'm sorry, if episode, yeah, if episode nine comes out and we find out that he really didn't kill his father, they're not going to put it in some article after episode seven and say, well, guys, when Han Solo guys, ignited this, wait, the wait. lightsaber, he they don't want him. you to know that he yet. If that's... All I want to know is, do I have to wait till after The Last Jedi or after the next one to get the apology? Same here. When you find out because that I, he is. I will have an apology. So when you find out that he is a double agent, he always was undercover. When What episode will you apologize to me on? That? <laughs> the same one? I will. I will apologize to you immediately as it's. I don't even need an apology. Out. I just want you to say, "Well, guess you were right." Here's yeah, the thing that I'm going to say, and I stand by apology. it. I don't owe anybody an apology, one way or the other, because all I'm arguing is the fact that they're not going to spoil a re- a twist were. in some article. They're going to they're going to keep everything in line with what you know from the movie. That's what they're going to do. They're going to keep to that story until they. For the record, I just want this on the record. For the record, Dave Mann, did Kylo Ren kill his father? It seems like he did. Then what are you arguing about? Because we don't know that he did. (laughs) It's up for debate. Chad, for the record, did Kylo Ren kill his father? they They want us to think that. That's for sure. Well, you guys are just like conspiracy theorists. But if he is indeed a double agent this whole time, then and that's what he asked his father to help him do. He's not a double agent. All I'm saying is you're saying there's no possible way, Brian. Yes. There's no possible way. Zero. That Kylo Ren didn't murder his father on the bridge. I <laughs> know, because I watched the movie. Clearly he stabbed him with the lightsaber. Okay, so if I would have asked you after a new hope. Oh, this is is there any possible way that Luke is Darth Vader's son? No, because say, they did. Because he, Obi Wan told them that he killed his father. Because I already know the truth. But no, you, all you got to do is recon and no, and go based on what you knew after Look, New Hope, man. and you heard Obi Wan say Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. <laughs> oh well, Luke's father's dead. He killed. Han they Stone. wanted us to believe that Darth Vader use, killed Anakin have Skywalker. To have Snoke. They're going to have to have Snoke. We're going to have to see the manipulation that Snoke uses on Kylo and the beatdown that he gives Kylo for us to be able to to forgive him. 
for killing Han Solo. And that that's how it's gonna be done. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. We'll we see. Will see. By the way, we're gonna have to in a in a week or so, uh maybe a week or two weeks, do our predictions for The Last Jedi. Um and Chad, I, we still have to buy you the Force or uh, the Last Jedi movie ticket. That's right, Dave. Since you're the new podcast host <laughs> and you took Beanob's spot, <laughs> um, you're gonna have to buy that with me. <laughs> Just wow. Kidding. So, what? Um, Dave, Dave doesn't even know what we're talking about. Did you, he didn't listen to the podcast back then. No, I didn't. You guys didn't. Jeez, oh, don't say that. <laughs> you guys wouldn't let. I, I you wouldn't let me on. I beg to be on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's canon. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're, you can we're find right it in my notes. <laughs> so it's canon. <laughs> and it's on me. Wikipedia. I'm still getting over from being sick. So. Um, all right. Well, back to to this. So I just uh, wrote it on Wikipedia that Kylo did not kill his father. So it's true. I'll go back and change it. <laughs> this is uh, so. This says. Um, this is a Luke far, far away from the collected and confident hero we last saw in Return of the Jedi. Decades later, he is a man broken by disappointment who believes his decisions led only to death and suffering. He doesn't think he can help Rey. He needs some guidance himself, which would tell me that maybe we'll see some Force ghosts. Um, says he's not the happy-go-lucky farm boy anymore. This is Mark Hamill talking. Uh, he's sort of a bellicose and has the weight of the world on his shoulders but there is a lodestar out there a guiding force beyond the force after the death of his friend han so can we confirm that han is dead at least okay the erosion of his faith in the jedi and the loss of everything and everyone he once knew luke's last connection to his old life is leia although they are pictured together on the cover of vw's magazine uh, this just goes on to say that we don't know for sure if they will reunite in the movie. I think they will. If not, that would be a huge disappointment considering that we've lost uh, Carrie Fisher and we didn't get to see any of them together in The Force Awakens. Um, so this says Luke longs to have that extended family that he established in the original trilogies. Well, i got to turn the page. Sorry. But now he's at a place in his life where he's shunned all that, says Mark Hamill. The big question is, why didn't he respond to Leia during The Force Awakens? There's a lot of things you can't answer until you see the movie. That's Mark Hamill talking. So, I mean, I think it's clear he took the barrage vow. Oh, boy. And that's why... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, see, you guys give me a hard time for the barrage vow, and you guys are, like, doing these double agent yeah. James Bond that stuff. That makes sense. Um... So anyway, that is a good question. You know, why didn't he respond to Leia um, when Leia was looking for him? You know, it's almost like he just kind of shut it all yeah. off. You know he what felt I mean? guilty for what had happened to her son, and so why would he? Why would he want to have those conversations? Um. Yeah. All right. So a little about Leia. Leia is not in a position of strength. The New Republic's capital has been destroyed, and although the Resistance took down the First Order's uh, Star Killer base. Her forces are depleted and scattered. Things are falling apart. So that's a little surprising to me because I was under the opinion after 
the Force Awakens that they would kind of be on the rise. Because yeah, I know we saw those planets be destroyed in the in the capital. Um, you know, they did win the battle at the end of the day, right? So any thoughts on that? Yeah. The well, battle, I mean, but not the war. They won the battle by by destroying that one planet that just destroyed like five of theirs. So they're lo- they're they're dealing with bigger losses, immense losses. And the supremacy is still out there, and all the other. I mean, that was just that was just a weapon. That wasn't necessarily a a home world for that we know of, right? For millions of people. Yeah. Well, and I don't, um, I don't remember if I read it in here. I saw it somewhere, but there's somewhere where it's stated that uh, the the first order has access to unlimited resources, um, which I don't know how they haven't really explained that, but uh, um, but you know that's interesting. So, you know, the other thing um, in this, it goes on to talk about. Laura Dern's uh, character, Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo, she's a new character that rises. She basically takes over the resistance, and Leia, I don't know that she necessarily steps down, but she kind of takes a back seat. And also, Poe Dameron uh, says, Poe Dameron, the X-Wing ace played by Oscar Isaac, does not take a shine to her. A lot of the friction and conflict for Poe is that in the relationship with Admiral Holdo. He says he's not sure what to make of her. Poe wants to fight, and she wants to strategize. Which, that actually reminds me of uh, Mon Mothma, especially like in the uh, the Rebels uh, cartoon series, where, you know, like Ezra constantly wants to fight, and she's always wanting to strategize instead. Um, so that might be a callback to there, yeah. so... Any other thoughts before we wrap this little segment up? No. It needs to hurry up and get here. Yeah. Wait for that apology. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, there was a little segment on uh, Finn and Rose, but I didn't go into that. To be honest with you. Uh, Brian I'm hates not... Finn. <laughs> no, I don't hate Finn. He hates Rose. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, it's Rose. I don't, even... I don't even know anything about her, but I don't like her. No, but, uh, you know, it doesn't excite me as much as, like, the Luke and the Ray and the Leia story, the whole connection there. But, um, I don't know, a lot of interesting things there, a lot of um, a lot of good detail. Yeah. So, check it out. It goes into a little more depth um, if you actually read the article. I just highlighted some of the main points that I wanted to bring out. There's a cool picture of Luke on the uh, Falcon and... Uh, a nice little story about that. He said when, when he went on the Falcon, he had his family there with him that day, and a, a film crew. And he actually, he made everybody leave, because he wanted to be alone on there for a few minutes, um, because he started to kind of reminisce about you know the old days, and and he wanted some time to himself. So that that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. And I apologize if I'm coughing on this, uh, guys. I uh, still am uh, a little sick. So it's okay, Brian. Thanks. Uh, so next thing, um, you know, before we get to 
to the new Thrawn book. Um, let's do this. We talked a little bit about the new trilogy that's coming out that Ryan Johnson is is uh, putting together. Um, he uh, was at there was a an event in Mexico um, for the Last Jedi. They were calling it like a premiere event, but I don't know why because they weren't showing the movie. But um, he took some questions from reporters, and someone asked him about the new trilogy. Um, and then they also asked him about, um, I think, a little bit about The Last Jedi. So we're going to play that for you. We had, uh, thanks to Buckshot Pro, <laughs> we had our uh, the Star Wars Ramp Podcast microphones down there. Wow. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring that to you here. That's so. awesome, man. <laughs> here we go. Just going to any minute now. Well, we're going to have to see. I mean, I'm just in the very beginning of starting to come up with the with what the new trilogy is going to be. But I can tell you this, what makes me so excited about it is the idea of doing a new story on the big canvas of three movies in this world. There's just so much potential, and I, I can't wait to jump into it. You know, I had such a good time making the movie. The most difficult, frustrating thing for me is waiting for it to come out. Uh, we finished it like a while ago, over a month ago, so I've just been sitting waiting to finally get to show it to audiences. I, I, I hope it'll come soon. And for me, the most satisfying thing was getting to work with the cast, getting to work with Mark and with Daisy and with John and with Adam and with Oscar and Carrie, everybody. Um, every single day I got to come to work and, and work with these guys. It, it was a real privilege. All right, so there you go. A little bit on the new trilogy from Ryan, and then as well as um, a little bit on The Last Jedi. So, uh, yeah, Chad, you brought it up earlier. He has not, uh, he's not, he's not really started. No. I'm sure he's got some things going on. Yeah, ideas. But, I'm sure there are a lot um, of ideas, but not anything he's going to want to say out loud, right? Right. So, um, anyway, that's. It is uh, interesting in that same article. Kathleen Kennedy said about Ryan Johnson that watching him, her words were watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the greatest joys of her career. Wow. No wonder he's doing the new trilogy. She said he's a, he's a creative force, she said. Yeah. That's impressive. Most impressive. Um, yeah, another thing that was cool on there is he, in an interview, he had his camera with him. And if you guys know, he... He brings it with him every day to work. He takes pictures, and they're like his pictures. They're his own, and um, he's posted some of them in the past, but that's kind of cool. I mean, you just get the vibe from him that dude, he loves Star Wars, and he loves what he's doing. Um, so I think he he definitely brings a lot of passion, and I, I think we'll probably see that, hopefully, in, in The Last yeah. Jedi. So, um, All right, so moving on. There's a new Thrawn book coming out. Um and Chad, I'm going to let you fill us in on this. Well, there's really not a whole lot of information. Um, it's the Timothy Zahn is doing another Thrawn book. He did the first one uh, that we did talk about on the podcast. The next one is called Alliances, and they showed the cover art this past week, final cover art, and it's him, um, Thrawn, standing very menacingly with his red eyes, and then Darth Vader kind of off uh, his right shoulder. Um, with his lightsaber lit, and obviously with the title Alliances, uh, makes me think that there will be some uh, 
collaborating here between Thrawn and Vader. Um, it comes out in the spring of 2018. Do we? Do you know when this takes place? Like in the timeline? Well, it's or no? part of the trilogy. It's like this is a new trilogy, a Thrawn trilogy that Zahn is writing. So it's going to be after uh, his first one, which that book led us up to real close to Episode Four. So I don't. It, they, as for, if they have said when, I'm I'm unaware of exactly when. Could be after Episode Four. Who knows? Interesting. All right. Very interesting. Um, it's it's definitely a cool cover to see uh, to see them two together like yep. that. Um, I love how they are tackling so much as far as the as far as Disney and their canon works and who they're giving stuff to and how basically they're giving us more backstory and more lore and intricately tying it in making all of the past tie into what's happening i know it's not just for that purpose but i love how it happens i love how like when you watch rebels you get so much more in-depth lore about star wars things that will come into play in these movies or did come into play in the force awakens and and then this next movie coming out um and i just think it's the coolest thing i mean gosh that's why we're on this podcast because we love Star Wars. They're just they really are doing a good job. And there are legitimate fears for some of us about, you know, I mean, it, will they inevitably run it into the ground? I mean, when this first was announced, they said they're going to make Star Wars until people stop buying tickets was was one of the yeah. one of the reps from Disney had said, but will that happen? How soon will that happen? I don't I'm not really focusing on it right now cuz I'm enjoying everything that's that's taking right. place. So, I love cool. it. Um, all right. So, uh, the next thing we want to go through is uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Now, Dave has not gotten to finish this game, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> dude, I don't. I think Dave's choking me. <laughs> I'm forcing <clears throat> the force. <clears throat> Dave has uh, Dave has not gotten to finish this game, so we're going to talk about it briefly with him, and then um, we're going to let him leave. Actually, continue to go go play the game, while Chad and I break down the storyline. So, if you're somebody who has not played the game yet and you don't want to know the story, um, you know you're going to want to kind of skip ahead at some point here. But um, if you have, you know, please listen, and um, or if you're not going to play it, then it's definitely worth listening to as well so um star wars battlefront 2 comes with a story mode that um covers the time um before or right during return of the jedi really um yeah right towards the end and then it carries on after return of the jedi um you follow the character from inferno squad um Aiden versio I think I said that right. Um, she's the leader of the Inferno Squad, and um, you get to see her story. Her father is an admiral in the Empire, Admiral Versio. Um, so she's very, you know, her her family roots are planted within the Empire. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how we should how we should go through this. Well, let's just let's talk about this. You know, um, before we get into the story, there was a lot of criticism, I guess. Um, well. 
from EA and the loot crates and all that. We're not necessarily going to get into that part of it. Um, my opinion on the loot crates is, you know what? If if people didn't, you know, stop buying all these in-game purchases, you wouldn't have these problems. But because people do spend a ton of money on it, you're always going to have it now. Um, but um, as far as the story goes, some people are criticizing the story. I guess, you know, Chad, I heard you talking about it on the South Dakota, South mm-hmm. Dakota, South Dakota Gamer podcast. Um, they're just saying it, it lacks some um, depth. Is that what the main criticism yeah, is? Yeah, a lot of people say that. A lot of people said it's. it seems like they've added things into it just for the sake of having touch points with some familiar, familiarity. Um, some people said it's like fanfic and not a good story. So, I mean... Those are opinions that are out there. See, and I, I would disagree. I mean, after playing the, the full story, um, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, it there was a little bit that, if you read the comic books, that made me think of some of the things from the comic books. Um, so that wrapped around some of that, and then also some of the films as well. Um, you know, it, it, it was a little short. You know, they do some time jumping here and there. Um, so I guess you could say maybe there's a little bit of criticism, but it's a video game. I mean, what do you what, what do you want? And it's, you know, connected to a, a huge multiplayer on the other end. So um, Was it jarring to you, it's to not, either of you, to all of a sudden play as Luke, all of a sudden play as Leia, all of a sudden play as Lando? Did that bother you at all? Yes. Okay. Oh, did it bother yeah, me? Jarring? Did, no, it okay, didn't bother was me. Was it jarring? It's, yes, I have, so I have an opinion. I didn't expect. I didn't expect to. But you weren't. I didn't expect to, and I didn't mind playing okay. as Luke, because I'm just a big Luke fan anyway. But when I was playing as like Lando and Han Solo, and all, I wanted to. I wanted to get back to being Iden, like I wanted to be back in the normal game. Um, Do you feel like it? It, it uh, that it had a place within the game and within the story. Playing as those characters had a place, or was it specifically so? they could get you to play as the original trilogy characters. Uh, I I think that it, definitely a part of it was getting you to play as them because they have them in the multiplayer already and you'll play with them later or you already have played with them in multiplayer so it's familiar or will be familiar later. Um, but I did see some of the importance that they put on them, but... You pro yeah I don't know maybe you could have done it with somebody else but the thing is in the story of Star Wars it's specifically at that point the people leading the rebellion were Leia Han Luke Lando they were like the high ups they were the generals they were the important people other than uh uh what's his Agbar. name Mark Cal- uh, what's uh, the main calamari Agbar those guys up there, you know, the people that just basically sit on the big mega juggernaut ships and stuff, the people that are in the mix and 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 dealing with people and basically spreading the hope and inspiring people to fight, those are those people. So when you see the part of the story where Dell is down there and meets Luke, this is the Jedi he's heard so much about that is just evil, right? I mean, you... you 
basically yeah. the conversation between them, he's like, that advances the story. This yeah. is this is an evil person, and you realize, oh wait a second, why does this temple we're supposed to be destroying? Why does it only open with a force user? And you start realizing, oh, because you 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 go back and look at the original trilogy. They didn't know the emperor was a Sith. They knew there was some old hokey, weird, you know, thing with Vader and his, you know, ancient religion as that one guy that he choked in that in the conference, not the conference room, but the war room or whatever they were doing in front of Grand Moff Targon. He was like kind of the he was kind of the epitome of the general consensus of because remember the Empire's big thing was to basically write the Jedi out of history. That was stuff that just didn't happen. That's one of the things, one of the conversations we had about from Revenge of the Sith until A New Hope. Why did people think that that was, it's only 30 or 20 or, 20 or whatever years. It wasn't even 30 years. I think it was like 20 years. And all of a sudden you've had people that just like, oh yeah, that's Han Solo. Some, you know, woo, you know, crazy people. That's not real, you know, whatever. And then in Revenge of the Sith, there's like giant, huge cities full of lightsaber fights with all these Jedi temples and stuff. And somehow they had just been whitewashed out or whatever term you want to use, just erased out of... That wasn't the right term. It's just I don't know what that why I said that. Out of history. So the Empire, the people involved in the Empire, they did not see their leaders as Sith as force users as basically the same type of uh, using the same type of power that the jedi that are so evil use so that was what i got out of that interaction with just dell and luke and him realizing yeah you killed my men to get here and luke says yeah i'm sorry but they didn't give me a choice you did well on that you know and i don't want to get like too far into the story but um you know at this point in the conversation but i mean that that part with Luke is a is a major plot point. Mm-hmm. That's a major plot point and um, tie into the books. Yeah, I will too. say because those are sure no ex- those you're are exactly Palpatine's right. observatories, which there's one on Jakku, which we found out in aftermath, yeah. and we found out he's got these observatories on planets all over the galaxy, sending signals out to find out what's in the unknown regions. That's what these observatories right. are for, and there are Sith artifacts there. There are things there that he is hidden away for himself so when it is found he can go that was the plan well and see and that's where so when people say you know when people are criticizing this story i think well it's because you don't read the comic books and you know like when you see the satellites Mm -hmm. and them manipulating the weather these storms rebels you know like on naboo like that's right out of the comic you know what i mean so it it was cool to see that and like play that because i read that in the comic so that was cool um i will say the lando part didn't really advance the story you know when i when i look at that part the han solo did because isn't in one of the aftermath books i could be wrong but don't they talk about him going to with chewie to liberate kashyyyk yeah no chewbacca is captured on kashyyyk um and and han just leaves everything to go save save uh uh chewy and then we find out chewy's son is alive um and yeah he helps liberate uh the planet because she can take them from the empire so to me that that part you know is is right you know right right part of that story totally so and we got to see maz so you get to see a little more of maz's connection with 
with Han. Did you guys go down? I think you had to. That was a cool, that was a cool scene, by the way. I took several screenshots of. I mean, the Han Solo voice actor and the and the the CGI and everything. It was cool to see him with a beard. Yeah. Out of character for what we've seen in the movies. See him kind of like on the you know basically not retired, but basically not doing what we saw him doing in the movies. Right. Um. And to be able to walk around Maz's cantina yeah. or whatever. Did you immediately go down to where Ray had the yeah. vision? Like, I was hoping to find something there. Yeah, the door's locked. <laughs> you know locked. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's that one door. Which the I'm door's shut. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, like, standing there, like. Is the, you know, is the lightsaber there already? Yeah, but uh, that, so that point? was cool to go down, walk down those yep. steps. You know, it felt really cool. Maybe that's geeky. No, nah, I agree about the Lando thing. I will say, I was going to bring this up. I did enjoy still playing the Lando thing, but mainly because yeah. of the banter between him and the alien guy. Yeah. And so I remember that, the specific the specific or specific point in the thing where he's running out and he's going, You're destroying the station with lava? Or where he, he's like, You're something something lava? Yeah, but I'm destroying the station. He's like, with lava. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought that yeah, was the funny, the way they were doing that. What, what and it's kind of just name? like, every time I'm with you, this stuff happens. He's like, yeah, but we get, we're get we getting stuff yeah. done or whatever. I just thought that was that was yeah, fun. the writing was really and good. And then the Leia part, the Leia, the Leia scenes and everything was interesting because, you, you know, you don't get to see Leia doing a lot of that stuff. But it does fit into the story because she's the leader of the Twitter. whole thing. She's going to have interaction with basically not uh traitors to the empire but basically uh turncoats yeah. or whatever you want to call them um what do they call them when they're a Defectors. good term uh yeah 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 yeah. she's going to have direct input yeah. on that she's going to want to and to deal with that her on her, so that made sense to have her her mom is from yeah Naboo. I mean, that was cool yeah that's I a thought, big yeah. deal so the one thing I can kind of agree, like maybe the Lando thing, but at the same time, in that story, Lando obviously was very much involved. Yeah. He was a he was a general. He had just he had just been up in the sky, a vital part of that Death Star blowing up when Aiden was down on uh, the moon. So he, I mean, he yeah. was there. He was heavily involved, and so it makes sense for him I, to cross paths totally or show up. I totally see how that, people like Brian said that have not read any piece of printed material at all their entire star wars universe is strictly the movies maybe some of the clone wars but for the most part strictly the movies we're playing as these heroes that we're familiar with just feels like fan service trying to make you feel like oh look here's luke oh cool look at this here's 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 a han with a beard isn't that cool because they don't they miss the the story beats they miss the importance of what they're mm-hmm. doing, why those things are important. And should EA or should Star Wars expect their fans to be invested in the novels and in the comics? Not necessarily. They need to tell a story that doesn't need that information to be good. Um, but to to not investigate that as a journalist or as someone that's reviewing it, or even a, a normal person giving their opinion or what they've heard on it, Without investigating, is there anything else there? Talking to someone that has and taking their word for it or taking their knowledge of it as, oh, okay, well, they know more about it than I do in that aspect, then it must be okay. 
and just to say straight up it's bad and it's fan service is i think shallow and really uh pulling the trigger a little too quickly so i i i agree i think i asked you guys the question i think they put the heroes in there to give us a connection point with it but i think they did a good job with it for the most part in giving it a reason for it to be there not just oh great here you can play as luke for a mission isn't that cool but there was something you know substantial to to it I, and again, you know, nothing wrong with checking in on the favorite characters and see what they're doing at this time yeah, in the timeline, you know. And I will say, um, I wanted to say when Dave was talking, that um, that character that he's in a lot of the story, um, but the one that's with Lando in that um, mm-hmm. factory on Solus, his name is Shriv or Shreve. Um, he's a Duros male, if you know what that is. But anyway... He uh, he was hilarious in the entire storyline, yeah. and like when uh, Iden's droid would like keep pestering him or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and he'd like swat at it. And I mean, he was one of my favorite characters in the story. The and mission that I just started on, they said Dell says, "Hey, Iden, <laughs> make sure you come back, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, make sure my ship's back when I come here." And then Shriv walks away. He goes, "Yeah, Shriv, yeah. Uh, make die. sure you don't die yeah. too yeah. on this ridiculously hard yeah. mission." Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, he's he's funny. So like, I want more of that character. Like I, so I got like a new a new favorite character thanks to this. So hey, do and, we do, do either of you know if he's a playable uh, hero at so. all? I don't know. Um, that would be in, that would have been cool. So and I'll just wrap this part up with this before we get into the real story. That uh, you know, people have been wanting a Star Wars story. You got one. In my opinion, it was good. Right. So just just relax. Like I will say this: since I'm gonna have to leave, no story and just multiplayer yeah. again. Yeah, I know. That's that's stuff the. It's just it seems like they're being contrarian, and like they feel like they have to be critical. So, yeah. but um, I will say one of the one of the things that I guess could be considered a criticism. Um, the the fact that she turned seemed very cliche. I like I mean that it it kind of seemed like it was going to have to happen, and it happened yeah. really quick. Well, that's so that's where I would criticize it. I'm okay with her turning, but and that's where I said you know some of the time jumping and things like that. It happened really quick, and they didn't really develop that part. But again, they don't have a lot of time to develop right. it. Um, so I think that. I, I mean, I think they did. A, I think they turn. if if they would have did a, a better job with her, like they did with the Dell character, they gave him like uh, a yeah. really good reason to to consider what we're doing. Right. And with her, it was kind of just like, I mean, yeah, it was we're gonna go basically wipe out these worlds with innocent people that are loyal to our cause, which that is good enough reason. But it was kind of just. You didn't see her come to that conclusion until right there where she was on the bridge and was basically just defying my father. You know, this is my dad, and I don't like what you're doing, and I disagree. And all of a sudden, she's there on the run. So it it was very quick. It was was quick. I'll I'll give you that. But again, I I just, you know, I don't know how much they could invest into that, changing that (coughs) with the amount of time that they have in the story. But yeah. A valid criticism. Yep. I'll give you that. Agreed. So, all right, well, let's do this. <clears throat> die. Let's die. First. Excuse me. Let's do this. Yeah. 
Um, Dave, uh, yeah. go away. <laughs> um, now, why don't you go play for a little bit? Chad and I are going to go through the whole story. Um, and, Chad, I hate to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you if you Son can of run down. I'll help you fill in the gaps here or there. But, okay. Bye, Dave. Um, you seem to be better at that than I am. All right. Text me oh, when yeah. I'm supposed to come back. Yeah. All right. Bye. So um, you want to go through like beginning to so end again, or if you what? Have not, well, just hi- the highlights. You know what I mean? <sighs> um, <laughs> I help you. So um, if if you haven't played the story, then uh, you know you, you might not want to hear this part. So um, so try to come back towards the end or just keep hitting the skip button. So. <laughs> All right, Chad, go take I'm it away. I'm trying to think of the best way to do it. I mean. <clears throat> Basically, the inf- they're the Inferno Squad. They're they're the elite soldiers. There's three of them that are uh, basically tasked with special missions. So they're they're on Endor, the Force Move of Endor, trying to uh, stop the people, Han's group, that are taking the the shield generator down. Um, they fail, obviously, in doing so, but they are able to kill a bunch of rebels uh, in the process of doing that. Um, you end up flying through the blown up, just you know, uh, the blown up Death Star rubble in space, which is yeah, which is Death a really Star cool two. mission. Um, yep. Flying through all that stuff. I mean, I feel like, gosh, going through a lot of the story. I want to just hit like the really, really high ho- high notes. And yeah, okay. just just the high points. So just the high she's points. being asked. Her father is an admiral, Grand Admiral. Um, and you come to find out after, obviously, Death Star 2 is dead, gone. You find out the Emperor has been killed. Uh, I was hoping they'd have more of these uh, messenger droids, but they only had one scene with the messenger droid, which is like the giant red-robed yeah. droid with Emperor's face, and it has his last message um, and, and uh, I guess, orders uh, for the Empire. And so Admiral Versio gets those. It's... It's Cinder, Operation right. Cinder, um, which, you know, Chad, and so this is another criticism of the story. They talked about Operation Cinder a lot in the game, the storyline. They didn't really explain what Operation Cinder was. Now, in the comics, yeah. it does in to books a degree. Too, uh, in the Aftermath books, it's basically he just, Emperor basically says, if I can't have yeah. it, no one can. And he just wants to destroy everything. Just making yeah. sure that you, that was a long pause. Like you're like, I don't think that's true. Um, so yeah, so they have, this messenger droid comes, tells Admiral Versio, you know, do Operation Cinder, and the Inferno Squad's going to be part of it. But he doesn't tell her what that is. He just gives her go to this place, do this thing, um, and come to find out, it's on her home planet of Vor- Voros. Vor- I think that's it, Voros, uh, which is in the book quite a bit. She's going to get uh, Gleb, who actually imprisoned her. Um, in the book, um, and to bring her off the planet, Voros, because she's important to the plan, um, but they're doing those satellites that will disrupt the weather on the planet and basically make it uninhabitable um, and just destroy everything about the planet without even setting foot on the planet. So she goes down there to get uh, Gleb and finds the Empire treating people that she grew up with, the citizens on her planet, um, treating them poorly, uh, not letting them to evacuate, even though this planet has the entire time been an empire planet, uh, has supported the empire completely. Um, obviously, Admiral Versio and Aiden were from there, 
um, and they're they're treating the citizens like prisoners, not letting them off. And that's where you kind of start to see her getting the the second thoughts that maybe the empire isn't as good as I thought they were, not not the order and you know that they've claimed to be. Um, so you come down to the end of that mission, and they basically one of her teammates, Hask, um, her father is kind of sensing this in her and tells him, "This is the mission. Period. Gleb is the only one that goes." Um, everyone else is let the stormtroopers take care of them. They get to Gleb. Gleb wants to bring someone else with her, and they're like, "Fine." And Hask says, "No." And things are starting to really get rough. You know, buildings are starting to collapse. And Ayn's like, "Just get all these people out of here. Just get them out of here." And Hask turns his weapon on his commander because Aiden is the commander of the team, and uh, says, "No, the mission is to only get Gleb. And if you." If you're going against that, if you're caught giving me a different order, then you're a traitor. Um, and she says, I don't care. I'm your commander. You will do what I say and get these people out of here. And then he contacts Admiral uh, Versio and says, she's she's turned traitor. And he says, get Gleb off the planet and, and don't worry about anything else. Right. <clears throat> well, before that part, so there's uh, Dell is the, the one of the other Inferno Squad members. And he um, he's on a mission to this planet called um, Palos, I think, or something like that. Um, starts with a P. But um, to um, destroy, destroy like one of the artifact observation things that the Emperor has there on this planet, and that's where you play as Luke. What Dave was talking about earlier, and Luke is there to to find something. Um, you don't know what it is until the end of that mission but he's looking for something and they end up meeting up and actually having to uh because there's like these like bugs or whatever on the planet these big bugs they have to fight they have to rely on each other um this soldier from inferno squad and luke to Mm -hmm. to survive they get to the artifact place and you know luke finds this compass and he says, I just want to keep this compass. And, uh, and you know, Luke says, you can do whatever you want with everything else. And Dell's like, well, I'm supposed to destroy it. And he's like, well, hasn't the Empire destroyed enough? Luke says that. Um, but they have this conversation that, that Dave alluded to of, of, you know, why Luke's doing what he's doing and why Dell's doing what he's doing. And, you know, that's where Dell starts to see that the Empire's probably not what it was made out to be and and the things they say about the Jedi and Luke don't seem to be true. So um so to this point where Chad was just talking about with Aiden where she decides to uh switch teams basically, Dell's already yeah. on board at this point, I think, because Luke. of his conversation with Luke. I am disappointed in the story that you didn't see Dell tell Aiden about this. Yeah, well, he was like, I think, he right? Was, like, I yeah, thought that was, was going to happen internally, but probably afraid to say anything because Aiden has been yeah, a sure. strict. Sure, but I thought at some point maybe yeah. they'd talk about it, you know, and and I'm sure they did. If they release sure. another book about something in and around this, you'll get more of the the details. But um, but anyway, okay, all right, so, carry on. Yeah, so they switch sides, and so you go in. Uh, playing that mission on the side of the Empire, and when you leave, you're trying to get out of there, you're shooting stormtroopers. So up to this point, you've been shooting rebel rebel soldiers, you know, with the giant weird helmets and, and stuff like that. Um, but now you, you leave this planet shooting stormtroopers. You're now 
an enemy of the Empire. Um, you end up being able to steal a TIE fighter, I believe, if I if I remember correctly. You do drive an AT-AT down the street, which is kind of cool. They're really slow, but they're really powerful. Yeah. Um, and you do get yeah. off on a TIE fighter, and you escape. And basically, you turn yourself into they turn yourselves into the uh, the Rebel Alliance. The Alliance. Um, and so you wake up in a jail cell, right. and Lando's there. And Lando's like, "All right, come with me." And he like takes you out, shows you some things, blah blah blah. You talk to Leia. Leia's like, okay, we'll give you a chance. Um, and you do a couple missions. I forget exactly which direction they come in, but you go to Theed, which is on Naboo, um, because the Empire is there trying to do other things. And uh, Princess Leia wants to, you know, General Leia. I don't know if she's General yet at that point. Um, but she wants to go to stop the palace, uh-huh. at least, from being destroyed. So you're there helping her. So you play as Leia for a bit, and then you end up playing as Aiden later again. Uh, to stop the empire from advancing, do you need to jump in? And then, uh, just to, yeah, well, just to jump in uh, in the comics, you know, and from the prequels, you remember that Naboo is Palpatine's mm-hmm. home planet. Uh, in the comic, they talk about how he has things there that he doesn't want right. anybody to get a hold of, and so that's why Naboo is right. on the list right. to be destroyed or. So, yeah, so that happens. Um, and then you do another mission with Lando where you have to go to Solist, which uh, was in the first Battlefront game, um, and destroy a weapons factory basically there. Uh, so they go do that, and that's where you play as Lando. That's where Dave was talking about destroying the plant with lava because you basically do that, and there's some good banter um, there as well. Um, and then eventually you make your way to Jakku. And you're kind of doing one of the final missions, and that's where in the Aftermath books, which we have talked about on the podcast, were the final kind of last battle of the Empire where the Rebel Alliance finally kind of wins, takes place. That's where when Force Awakens starts, you see the Graveyard of Giants where all the Star Destroyers have collapsed and all the TIE Fighters where she now makes her living, Ray does. Um, and you're part of that battle. So you go in and you blow up a bunch of stuff. You're shooting things. You ended up going down to the planet, stopping things down there, um, and then coming back up, doing some... It's it's a good mission. It's cool. Dave's about to get to it. Um, you do a lot of flying, yeah. blowing up things, and then you land your ship, and you do things on the ground. You get back in your ship. You fly off again. Um, lots of fun. Come down to the end, and uh, you, you win, right? The Rebels win the battle, you see, you kind of land on the planet one last time. You're with your squadron, which uh, you're with Shiv, the guy Brian was talking about, Dell, your droid, and Aiden. Um, and they kind of walk up on top of the sand dune and overlook a smoldering Star Destroyer off in the distance. And I think even the verbiage is used while we won. And Aiden and Dell hold hands, and you realize there's more there. Well, and her... Oh, yeah, and her father. Yeah, well, and her... Uh, there is a... Yeah, there's a part where he, she's during that battle, she goes back up. Well, they're not the in space; atmosphere. they're in Jakku's uh, atmosphere. Um, she goes to to try to get her yeah. father. That ship's going down. Um, that star destroyer. It's kind of cool. She's like walking on yeah. the star destroyer, um, which was that was kind of cool to see. But anyways, he ends up. Um, he wants to go down with the ship. And he, they kind of make yeah. amends, and um, he tells her that yeah. she was right. Mm-hmm. You were right. Tell your sister. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And then, 
puts her in an escape pod and right. she gets yeah, out. So um, just to to cover yep. that part of the yep. story. Um, hey, two before we go on, wasn't it amazing how every time you got out of your X-wing, that <laughs> ladder Carter was always asked me there? That. He goes, "Where does that ladder come from every time?" <laughs> yeah. It's like you have the yellow ladder, you know, that Luke climbs up. Like, Every time on. you land in outer space, you yeah. land on the planet, the ladder's just there for you to crawl, crawl down. It's like, where do they store that? It's just yeah. hanging, it's banging on the side of the X-Wing. They should have just fly. had them jump yeah. out, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, whatever. And they even took the time to have her, like, climb yeah. down yeah, the yeah, ladder, you, you know? That. Like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. this ladder. Nobody thought of that? I don't understand. So, yeah, so right, the game... Ahead quote-unquote ends with the battle of the jakku they win they're again dell and Aiden are holding hands they've obviously advanced the relationship a little bit more you know at that point um and that ends now you have to kind of help me it, it kind of fa- it fast forward some in some time yeah it says decades like decades later, later that uh, is um and you see it, it opens with uh kylo ren's ship flying into uh an atmosphere onto a planet landing and you see gleb there well it's it's the same planet that dell oh, was on right 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 when he yeah. met luke yeah that place that right. starts with a p polios or something like that um but yeah you see him flying in his yeah shuttle thing and landing on the right. planet with some first he uh, he talks with gleb troop. Um, asks where so and someone is. Ask where where are they or whatever, and they said they're in there. And so he he go walks inside. Kylo Ren walks inside this building, and you find Dell on the ground, obviously beaten pretty badly. Um, and he he asks Dell where where is the map to Skywalker, and. And Dell's like, "What are you even talking? I have no." And I believed him. He's like, "I what are you talking about, man?" What what are you crazy person? Who are you? What are you talking about? He's like, you're gonna tell me. And Kylo Ren does the whole mind thing that he did with Poe, that he did with Ray right. to find out what they know, um, which is cool. But then the coolest part is you get to you get to experience that. You get to play as Kylo Ren, searching through Dell's mind and his memories to find out what he knows. Right. So it kind of gives you the hazy outside you know so you can tell you're like in a dream sequence Warped. type thing yeah and you go through and you're having a conversation with Dell's subconsciousness and he's bringing up like these enemies for you to, to to kill he's trying to keep you from finding out what he knows and you've got all these you're first off you're on scare i don't know if it's first off but you're on scarif so he's on scarif fighting sand troopers so he's fighting M- or first order people, but right. you know Dell is trying to keep him out. So you're on Scarif on the planet, sand and, and palm trees fighting. I was like, holy cow! They went to Rogue One. Um, so he's fighting them, and basically <laughs> right. you're tracking, you know, what the rebels have been doing. Um, I forget all the locations. Do you remember all the locations that you go to? But you I go to a lot of remember them all. you go to a I lot of was, things, and it's really lot. cool to see him you know, continue to progress and learn what Dell knows and eventually gets to the point where he's like, where is Lor Santaka? You tell tell me where he is. He figures out that Lor Santaka has the map, which is how the Force Awakens opens. Um and he 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 breaks through Dell's subconscious and finds out where Lor Santaka is. He finds out all the information that he needs. Um and it's a really cool mission to play like to 
to give you the actual physical what is Kylo Ren doing when he does that you know not just I see it I see the island Um, you get to see oh (laughs) this is how he's through the force he's able to actually get in there and figure it out so then he he comes out of Del's mind and he's like I have all I need you know take care of him and he leaves and then you see Hask who was Del's teammate at the beginning of the game standing there grizzled uh, a, a officer of the first order now and him and Dell have a conversation right. um and it comes down to where you'll have to help me with this a little bit i think but he hask says something to him like you know he he mocks him intimidates him Dell says you know like really you don't have to do this you could totally switch sides again you know whatever and i don't remember if if hask asks where Aiden is but something is said where Dell goes, leave them alone. Don't go after her. Um, you know, leave, basically leave my wife alone, meaning I didn't leave her alone. Um, and then something to the point of leave, leave his, does he say daughter? Leave my daughter alone. Daughter. It, it will be, it won't be good for you. Like insinuating that his right. daughter is dangerous. And if you go after her, Hask, you're going to be in trouble. Not my daughter. No, to be fair, you could you could take it to the, that. Or you could take Iden, it as the daughter, or you could Iden take it as be, he's with Aiden, and Aiden but will kick But people kick are wondering, people is, are, are, uh, is right. this Ray's mom and dad? Ray's parents. Are, are Aiden and Dell Ray's parents? And So let's talk about that. If you could... Theoretically, she could. She could, um, because you know, one would say, well, you know, Ray or um, Iden doesn't have the force, and Dell doesn't have the force. But you nope. don't have to have parents that have right. the force Not for you to have the force. Um, likely, what's the likelihood yeah, that that I don't is know. the case? In I don't your know. Opinion? I really, give it a fifty percent chance at this point because we have no low. idea. I, I mean, I could see it's a possibility. Really? I highly doubt it. The honestly. so the the um so so here's you know so think about this. Dell, I think um, Dell had to have had continued yeah. relationships with Luke yeah, probably through the years, right? So I think this family is close to Luke Skywalker, yeah, Iden and Dell. Um, so it's possible that she was so learning I think it's some possible. things. I think it's possible. There's something there, absolutely. I think they could have seen like yep. she's got the force Luke, or there's something Luke, with her, and, and they Leia sent her off well. to Luke. We know you met Luke a long time ago. Yeah, right. Totally, totally could. I agree. It's possible. I, I would be surprised, right. but it, it. It's as good a theory as any that's out there, honestly. And they leave it. Maybe 50's high. It's a probability. I think it's I a agree. probability. I'll they, give it a 30% they leave it chance. with a yeah. definite possibility of a sequel because you don't know what happens to Aiden. Right. You don't in those decades, and she's obviously still alive. We don't know where Aiden So, So, uh, yeah, Hask and then Hask shoots him now. like four times Spoiler with a laser, right. with a pistol, which. Yeah. Because yeah, when you're well, going to kill somebody, yeah, you want to make sure. Fair enough. So he, you don't see it. You, you know. just see it go outside the window of like the command tower, and then you see the blaster bolt go off, right. um, and he, he shoots Dell. 
And then uh, Hass tells Glib to, I think they say right. something like kill everybody else or something like that, or destroy everything, but leave, I can't remember the name, whatever Corvo. the ship is that's there. Leave the ship, and then, yeah, Corva, and she's like, Gleb's like, well, but then she'll she'll know, and she'll come back. Right. And he's like, I'm counting on it, which leaves you right. open to the second Yeah, so the Corvo is the ship that, that that Inferno Squad um, has used the entire time. So Dell is there on the planet with it. He okay. says, leave it there, and hoping that Aiden finds out that he's dead, and he did it, and comes. So the only problem, so I'll say this, the problem then with, now that I'm thinking about this, with them being raised parents is that Aiden's still right alive. Then, yeah, but this is... Right, and this is, you would assume then, this is right before yeah, the Force that, Awakens. Yeah, we don't know that raised parents are dead, Theoretic- though. We don't know that they're dead. We don't. We don't. But that's just another complication in the story. If her parents are alive, she's going to go, oh, Mom. Maybe. You know, I don't know. There's no reason that they have to be dead. They just have not been around. And maybe that's because of Del is dead. Um, but Aiden has been, uh, who yeah. knows, maybe she's captured, right? Maybe she does come back in the First Order but captures it's, her. It's cool to think, though, now that, like, so when you watch Force Awakens, you know Kylo at some point yeah, just came fine. from this planet. And he you may not have I mean? the and personal connections. Right, so like it's, it's he doesn't care who that person is. He doesn't care who they are. He just wants to right. know where Luke is. And so he could, but yeah. Yeah. So now I, I appreciated the, that part of the Me story because I didn't expect that. Yeah, that was for, awesome. For and you got to play that. as Kylo Ren, which was real um, cool. See yeah. that and then get some good story yeah. connections no, cool. to the current set of movies, which is great. But, yeah. So, so there you go. That's that's the high points of the story. I recommend it. If you it was good, if I mean, you're overall, a Star Wars fan, if you, you like know? Star Wars, you're listening to this podcast this far into it. Yeah, this episode specifically, I recommend playing it. If <laughs> as a Star Wars fan, even if rented at Redbox, whatever, uh, you know, just buy it yeah. and return it when you're done. But it's worth playing through yeah. the story just to get the beats because as a Star Wars fan, it's a hundred percent worth it. I'll say this. Let me say this, chat. So I rented it because, you know, I just didn't want to put down 60 bucks on a game before Christmas. My kids really want Mario Odyssey, so that's next on our list. But uh, and I didn't want a PS4 from another podcast that, that I was trying sucks. to learn it from. Yeah, what a so, bummer. Um, yeah. But um, when I got done with the story, I was like, okay, let me. I had played the multiplayer in the beta mode when that came out. Um I was like, all right, let me jump into the multiplayer for a little bit. I was kind of bored because sure. it's just sure. I want more story. Yeah. So, so if that tells you anything about the story, you know, I was more excited with the story mode than, you know, jumping into the multiplayer because yeah. no, I've the been story there, done that. Is definitely you know. Good. Um. Yeah. So, all right. Um. Okay. Let's get Dave back here up go. here, and. Uh, And then uh, we're about mm-hmm. to wrap this thing up, I think. Oh, no. Did you hear that, folks? Dave just said, oh, no, in the background. I wonder if he's getting his texts. <coughs> Dave, the meatloaf. Here he comes. Oh, no. Dave, 
We heard oh no, Dave. We heard oh yeah. no. Didn't oh, it's because I just I just almost got Yeah, well I got done with almost got done with Jakku and I was flying back up to the Corvos or whatever oh, okay. it's called. Yeah. And as I was as I'm like, man, it's way up there, I said obviously her father's ship's gonna appear. Probably like it's going to hyperspace right in front of me or something, and then it goes to the cutscene. We have a problem. It's your father. You're getting close. And then I had to pause it. That's a cool part where you're like, that's a cool part where you're like flying up like that. I kept looking behind me, yeah, just to get that visual. I got a couple screenshots, yeah, because it's like the battle. This is like the battle Jakku, like when you. Start the episode seven, and you see the down cruiser. Yep. This is the battle it's from. Yep. Or the down star destroyer. So, all right, um, Dave, you can't listen to the podcast until you finish the <laughs> game now. So it shouldn't be a problem. It takes me to get it posted. So, um, all right, uh, Chad, I think you got yeah, Pablo's, Pablo's tweets for us. So, um, kind of referring to the last Jedi trailer, those silver crystal-looking foxes, right, that we see running into the base where Leia's at. Um, Anthony Bresnikin, who is also, I believe, part of the story group um, for Star Wars, um, has said, The luminous beings, the crystal fox in Star Wars Last Jedi, is known as a Vulpex. So the name of those animals is the Vulpex. And then the reason this is Pablo's Tweet of the Week, Pablo Hidalgo, friend of the show, retweeted and uh, quoted and then said Latin for fox plus angular point of a crystalline polyhedron equals Star Wars name. Very clever. It made me smile. Cool. Um, And so that's uh, obviously some insight to how they came up with the the Vulpix name. Um, And there you go. That's Pablo's Tweet of the Week. There you go. Those, uh, yeah, those dogs foxes. have um, foxes, I guess, have hearts of glass. They're from the EU cool article, um, their their hearts are made of glass, and then also they somehow can shine, which makes sense. They got they're like made of crystal, um, so I think they're, they're apparently they have a big moment in the movie. Um, according to the you called it the little that that'll be article. a big. Toy. They are cool. They're very cool. After the movie comes out, people are going to want those. Things. Yep. Which will be bigger, those porgs or are the porgs? Already overdone almost. Yeah. I bet you it has something to do with the glare, like blinding some type of enemy mm-hmm. from yeah, targeting or something. They stack up like a bunch of transformers and shine. Oh, we can't see! <laughs> they crash their ship. <laughs> they turn. They turn into yeah. one. They're they all minus. come together. They turn into one giant big fox, and that's actually the scene it's more of where like they're Voltron. they're all they're all balancing on each other. And that's actually the scene where Luke goes, "This is not going to go how you think." Uh, so then they fall yeah, and they shatter everywhere, breaking into millions of pieces. That's good. Big moment fulfilled. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna. Uh... That's gonna end the podcast on that note. So, um, so Dave, thanks for coming back for <laughs> oh yeah a couple minutes here. Appreciate that. Pausing the game. Uh, hopefully, you made it through that whole cutscene. Um, it just started. The cutscene 
I made it through the cutscene, and then it gave me control again, and I pushed pause. Oh, okay, good, good. All right, um, so, hey, hope you had a great holiday weekend. Hope you have some good deals on Black Friday. Buy some Star Wars stuff. Send it to me. I'd appreciate that. Um, Dave and Chad, again, thanks for taking time out of your holiday to do the podcast. I am thankful for you guys coming on here each and every week. B-Nob, wherever you are, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's not dead. He had some turkey today, I'm sure. Maybe. And uh, But thankful for B-Nob <laughs> for helping me start this thing back in the day. Um, until next week, may the Force be with you. Move along. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Ramp Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz and Dave Mann. Follow them on Facebook at Star Wars Ramp Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Oh, what? When's I supposed to stop? I didn't know we were done.